Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. It's been a long, long, long time since somebody's been consistently talking about the Buffalo Bills like that. But it's their year. It's just a matter of time. They're going to win the AFC East. And the stranglehold the Pats have had on it is done. Can they strangle and take down the Steelers Sunday night? That would be Pittsburgh's second straight loss. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Jay, I think it's pretty darn obvious here. The statement that the Steelers have made, they were the NFL's last undefeated team, 11-0, dropping that one to the Washington football team. But I think we kind of know where they are with their history and their quarterback, multiple Lombardis. But you think this could be a statement game for the Bills? I do, just because, look, I have all the respect in the world for Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. But if you look at their past two games, I know they haven't had James Conner, but I, I think the lack of running – has put Big Ben in a situation where he has to throw the ball a ton. I mean, he's had over 50 throws the last two games against the Ravens and their last loss to the Washington football team. I think this plays into the style for the Buffalo Bills. I mean, look, the, the, it's going to be a shootout. Both teams are going to throw the ball a lot. Just coming off the way Josh Allen has played in his last game, seeing the way Big Ben has had to play, I just it feels like the Bills have all the weapons and the, explos- the explosiveness to actually compete with the upper echelon of that division. You know, and, and Jay mentioned the explosiveness and the weapons and things of that nature on the Buffalo Bills offensive side. That is true, and it's problematic for Pittsburgh because without a guy like Bud Dupree in the lineup, the linebacker who they lost a couple weeks ago to an ACL, when you when you look at that and Devin Bush not being in the lineup, that team still has T.J. Watt and still – uh, uh, Cam Hayward is still there. They still have some defensive players in Joe Hayden and Mika Fitzpatrick, but that second wave of defense where the linebackers are is problematic. The Bills like to run a lot of deep crossing, crossing routes, things of that nature that gets those guys in between the secondary and the defensive line. And when it, with, with the absence of those individuals, it can put pressure on the defense of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And so when you start to look at it, you know, you look at the, the, the loss to Washington and you say to yourself, well, you know, that was just a one-off. But these things can continue to happen if you're not taking care of business. And for Buffalo, this has to be a signature win. And I know a lot of Buffalo Bill fans that are in the New York area yeah. probably are telling me to shut up. I'm an ex-Jet player and I don't – you know, oh, I get it. You want the Bills to win. I'd like to see them win too because I am good friends with Brandon Beam who used to be – of one of our scouts when I played for the Carolina Panthers, so I'm rooting for them Bill's to do GM. well. Plus for the Bills GM, I'm rooting for them to do well. But I want to see a signature win, much like the Cleveland Browns had their signature win against the Tennessee Titans. That was like a quiz for them. Now they got the test coming up against the Ravens that ran them out of the building. Now you look at, okay, when you look at the schedule of the wins and you only play the teams that are in front of you, the Buffalo Bills have won. You say, well, who have they actually really beaten that is like a juggernaut it hasn't you know they beat the Rams but that was early on the Rams tried to make a comeback crazy game it was a crazy game that was early on in the season and the Rams have gotten better since then you know they so who who have that like when you look at it, it's like where do you point to that signature victory this on a Sunday night in front of all of America they have an opportunity to kind of show that we're not the Bills of old, we've arrived. This is not by default. Just because the New England Patriots are not a very good football team this year is not the reason that we're going to win this division. We're going to win this division because we're actually good. I'm just going to say, I, I know they haven't had like a signature, signature win, but still last weekend 
with the way they played against the 49ers, the fact that Josh Allen was 32 of 40, uh, 40 from, you know, throwing the ball from the pocket, four TDs, no interceptions. Everything just looked sharp. It looked sharp. Yeah, that's and you've important. talked about that's this important. multiple times, Chris. how you look looking sharp, looking crisp going into this game. And you think about this for the Steelers, it's their third game in 12 days. Third game in 12 days. That's a lot. Like, so, like, how do they balance that? Third and 12. Huh. Game yeah. with the Ravens. Uh, Ravens got pushed back, pushed yeah. back. No, I, I, more I, and more. Watching the football team, they look tired. Big Ben throwing the ball a lot. They look like shell themselves. Just it's, it's set up for the Bills to win this game. It, it all depends. You know, I, I know that number is going to be thrown out there. It'll be thrown out there again Sunday night with the telecast. Third, three games in 12 days. It's all about how Mike Tomlin uh, approached the practice. It's all about how he dealt with things. Did he keep them off their feet? Did they get stay in to get extra treatment? Uh, were the practices as long as they would be in a normal situation? Or did he pare down and it became all mental reps? Those are the sort of things that a good coach will do, and I believe that he understands that and he knows that, that you have to rest the players and get them off their feet because the mental side of the game, you're not practicing in pads and hitting each other anyway this time of year. It's all mental. So if you get them off their feet, those, those 12 days and those three games won't even matter. At this stage, Key, do you trust, if it was a tight game, do you trust Big Ben more or do you trust Josh Allen right now? But the way both quarterbacks are playing. I'm going to trust Big Ben more. Big Ben's done it, been there. He's shown us many, with the many way times. They, with the way he's played the last two games, you still trust him more right now? I mean, it's, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers, they never look flashy. There's no, there's no flash to it. It's always clunky. It's, okay. it's, it's like a, 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 a big truck, right? It just, it's clunky. It's, not, it's like, okay, it's durable. It's good. They're gonna, it's going to get you there. But it's not going to be a, a Porsche truck. It's not a Cayenne. It's not going to fly there. What's our bet? Because I'm going to take the Bills. You're I'm taking, taking the bills. You're too. taking the bill. <laughs> Why would I take? I, what make you, you? I don't know. I, I felt like you, you were. Still I feel me. like you were going to take the Steelers. No. What do I owe you no. for? You you still haven't paid off the last bet, Jay. What was the last bet? It's been so long. I just let you it don't. Remember, you got to tell me what the last bet was in order for me to pay. I don't you remember, off. but it, I don't remember. But he never no paid. No You want to bet on the number because it's Buffalo minus two. You could put a bet on the number. I'll put a bet. On, oh, I'll take. What that. does that mean? <laughs> so Buffalo is a two <laughs> two point, point favorite. favorite. So they got to essentially win by three points. Yeah, they're going to win by three. They're going to win the game. They're going to win by three. Okay, so if it's, like, all, if it's 2019 Buffalo, you'd win the bet. If the Steelers can I'm keep it like taking that. taking the bet as just they're going to win. I don't have time for all these numbers, man. That's not what I hear during the break. So. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. So we're both taking the bill. So, I mean, that's a – what does that say about the Steelers? What's no, that I'm, say about the Steelers? Okay, so here, here's, here's why I'm taking – here's why, why I am taking the bills. There's no Bud Dupree. There's no Devin Bush, as I explained. Yes. The defensive side of the ball for them loses some luster. They're on the road. They're playing against a team like the 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 um, Buffalo Bills, and Bills need a signature win, and I think they get it on a Sunday night. That, and maybe they don't. Maybe they don't get it. And it's okay to a degree if – Pittsburgh loses the game. It's not okay for Pittsburgh because they would not have home field advantage if KC so continues to move game. forward. 
That's right. Keep in mind one last thing. It could be Buffalo that does it. They seem to be the betting favorite at this point. It could be the Miami Dolphins because they sit one game behind. But the Pats have won the division for 11 straight years, and it obviously appears that's not going to get to a dozen. So it would be an amazing moment, whether it's the Buffalo Bills or the Miami Dolphins, two teams that have been treading water at the quarterback position for a really long time, Mm. if and when one of them snaps the 11-game division streak, 11-year division streak, excuse me, put forth by the New England Patriots in the AFC. And that would be something, just a matter of who does it. You know, fellas, we've been on the air since August 17th, and the world was a lot different when we started our show. Uh, I think people forever and a day will remember the names of Breonna Taylor, Jacob Blake. The world was George Floyd. It was a very difficult moment. And a week after we started, so on August 24th, there was some huge news in the NFL. Jason Wright became the team president of the Washington football team, first African-American to hold that position. And as you guys may recall... He was on with us the very next day. He came on the show August 25th to talk. And about then, it was about everything other than football. But we welcome Jason back into the show this morning. He joins us on the Shell Pennsylvania line. Thanks for being with us. Jason, uh, it's a pleasure to have you back. I want to talk a little football because that first day you were hired and everything that you were going through, you've navigated it so well. The fellas just mentioned it's just one game. It's just one win, yep. but how emotional mm-hmm. it was for Coach Rivera snapping the win streak of the NFL's only undefeated team. What was coursing through the organization when you guys beat the Steelers on Monday night? Yeah, it's a good question. I, it's good to be back on with you guys, fellas. It's always good to be here. Um, if I had to use one word to capture it, it's momentum. You know, Jay and Keyshawn are right. It's one game. You can't read too much into it. But Coach is building a long-term plan that builds to a perennial playoff contender, Super Bowl contender team in the coming years. And beating a team like that with a young team under the pressure of your rival having won a big game the previous week is about establishing the culture and momentum that's going to ride us to that point. And so I wasn't surprised because what I saw in the building the weeks leading up already had that energy, that character, just observing those guys on the football side, outside in. So I would say the important thing is momentum. You know, it doesn't mean they've arrived or whatever, and Coach wouldn't say that either, but it's about momentum. Um, and we're trying to ride on that momentum on the business side ourselves um, and, and build something special as well. As they always say, one game at a time, you know that one, right? That's the whole yep, yep. the whole cliche. But how, how do you feel about the chances of making the playoffs, which means you're probably going to have to win the division? That's right. Um, I think I have the same perspective as you all, right? Like I'm as close to the football. I'm maybe a little closer to the football side than you all, but not much, not much. I got my hands full. Um, I think the one game at a time approach is what coach has been preaching. And I ascribe to that as well, especially with a young team like this, he's emphasizing the character points of preparation of details of um, accountability and responsibility leading up in unusual practice weeks too, right? Keisha, like this is different than how we practice Uh, so much remote work and all of this stuff. So the professionalism is what these coaches are instilling in these players um, and that's where the focus is. And so if they're able to do that week to week, they're going to be in a great spot. And it's it's more of a we, we will all see where it nets out. But no matter what, this is a really positive time of momentum for these guys. It's going to pay dividends in the coming years. Jason Wright, Washington football team president, joining us here this morning on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Jason, what's been, what has been the biggest factor in the culture shift with the organization yeah. now? Yeah, I mean, that's why if you could see me, I got bags under my eyes, I'm tired, but I'm enjoying this job. <laughs> and I think there's two, there's two things that have allowed us to make change uh, quickly. Uh, the coach talked about this 
earlier in the week on a different note, um, and, and I'll echo it now. You know, Coach and I really do have the autonomy to do what we need to do. We've had to make big decisions, whether it's around uh, personnel decisions or whatever it is, and there's been no hindrance in the way. There's no second voice. There's no one saying, hey, I actually want you to do things this way. We've been able to do our thing. And what that means on my side is the quickest way to start to shift the culture is to get the right leadership team in place. And for various different reasons, I think I've turned over about 80% of our leadership team in the organization. I brought in some great talent, promoted great talent from within. You know, I've got a guy to be our first chief people officer, a role we needed here to establish a culture. Andre Chambers came just from the Oakland A's. I needed somebody to think about our external reputation every day, brought in SVP of external communications, Julie Jensen. And then, you know, promoted great internal talent. Uh, you know, Scott Shepard uh, gave him more of our sales organization, our commercial organization. Chris Boyer gave him responsibility for guest experience. So I've, I've, I'm building my roster. You know, these things don't mean stuff to the fans, but they mean stuff to me. And then I've tried to go outside of football to get some real great business thinkers because we're trying to build a business that extends beyond football here. And I got a new CFO that came to, to us from Rock Nation, uh, Greg Resch, who's really a right-hand person to me and a great thinker. So we're, we're trying to build something unique and special with outside perspectives, um, and that starts to shift culture quickly. And I think folks are starting to feel it. There's momentum on our side as well. Jason, shifting culture uh, on the field as well. Obviously, Alex Smith there, Ron Rivera there, two key cogs in the wheel. Uh, a third, which is impressive because I said after the game against the Steelers, I got 99 problems and Chase Young is all of them. How <laughs> special of a person and a player is he? And uh, how how, inform how imperative is he to change the culture defensively there as well? Yes, and, and I'll even broaden it to the broader culture of the organization. Right now in season, the focus is 100% football. And there are people like Chase and Terry McLaurin and – uh, Ryan Kerrigan, some that have been here a long time, but especially these young guys uh, that are showing remarkable leadership chops for coming into the league. I don't know how it was for, for you all, but when you first come in, you're sort of learning the ropes. And even if you're immensely talented, it's hard to be a vocal, emotional leader. Um, but these guys are doing that. They're shaping the culture of the team. They're holding people to a high standard. And you know, irrespective of play on the field, that gives me a ton of excitement for what coach is trying to build over time. And then if I think about what we're trying to do beyond that and enable these players to have an outsized voice in society to help build our brand, to help repair our brand, frankly, young guys like that who are intelligent, who know how to lead, who um, take personal responsibility for being um, a representative of the club and a member of the community, man, I couldn't ask for anything better on the business side. And it's on my, it's imperative on my folks to help them do what they want to do in society. So we tried to support them in a big way around voting and we went big on voting over this election cycle. And even, even just this week, there's legislation passed in Virginia um, related to uh, that was developed in conjunction with law enforcement on policing reform that our guys were intimately involved with Nick Sunberg, uh, Dontrell Inman, uh, uh, Danny Johnson, uh, Aaron Colvin. Uh, these guys are helping to lead, and it's on us to make that burden light for them to have the impact they want. Jason, how surprised are you about the way Alex Smith has played, considering that many people thought that he wouldn't even be able to get back on the field, including himself at some point in time, but clearly he's been uplifting to the team and the organization. 
it's a remarkable story. Um, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't surprised like everybody else. But then if I take a step back and, you know, having seen it maybe one step closer than, than everybody else, when you have the ability to work through from, you know, a, frankly, a near-death experience to work through all of the excruciating steps to get back on the field, it suddenly, if you take the big picture, it suddenly is just a small step to get back to a level of performance. You know, the hard stuff was everything to get back on the hash marks. And from there, it's a bit of gravy. And I think the thing that you see Alex bringing is a level of preparation, um, a level of professionalism that is a role model to others and that others are able to pick up and follow. So that elevates the play of everybody on the field. Um, And for us as a broader organization, he shows everybody what it means to be a pro, the way he talks to the media, the way that he speaks about the organization, the way that he highlights the causes he cares about. That's indicative of the culture I want to build on the business side as well. So he's leading the way for all of us just by how he acts, how he prepares, and what he does. I was going to ask you, Jason, um, being the president of the team, how much progress has been made in finding the new name Mm. of the team? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, it is a hard task, man. I mean, all you got to do is scan social media, see what we're getting back in surveys from folks. And there are a lot of ideas and a lot of passion around it. Um, What we are doing right now is we're trying to ingest all the ideas. So we're working on it fiercely. It's a major priority for us. But we are trying to take in all of the ideas, but understand the why behind those ideas across our roughly 2.5 million member fan base globally. And we're trying to get as much information from as many of those folks as we can, from small groups to big surveys to analysis. I could go into all the wonky, nerdy detail, but in short, we're trying to listen. And then as in the new year, we will pivot to really testing and refining some of the ideas that have come through. Um, and we're getting really good help in that process, getting some of the best brand thinkers in the world to help us, because this is a 100-year decision, Right. And it's not something that we can rush or take lightly. Just when I change from the last name to this name, they're going to change it again on me, and I'll be screwing that up. I'm starting to like the Washington football team, though, Jay. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm liking it more and more each day. That's good. That's good. That's good. There's, there's so many options on the table. We'll see, we'll see where it lands. Yes. Uh, and one thing, make it easy on yourself, Keyshawn. We, we're trying to, if you just say Washington, just say Washington. There you go. Yeah. Easy to say. Yeah. To put Easy it in, to put it in DC parlance, that name, the old name, spanned fifteen presidential administrations. So think about that if you're in the district. Last thing for you, will Washington or the Washington Football Team? What is the deal moving forward with Dwayne Haskins right now? Oh, you know, I don't know nothing about that. See, <laughs> you know what I'm looking at? I'm looking at a spreadsheet with financials right now, bro. <laughs> All right, you played no the clue. game though. You I have played no the game. Clue. That's I saw, a great answer. I saw, I saw, that's why I, I didn't saw, even. I saw him. I saw him take his COVID test this morning and say, "What's up?" I mean, that's about it. That's about all I got. I, I didn't even want to ask you that because I knew the party line was coming. That's messed up, Key. That's what you're whispering to me on during the break. You said, "Ask him about Dwayne Haskins." That's why I was so you try to set to me up. I was gonna give it to you. See how you try to do me, Jay? I pass it over to Zuka. <laughs> I'll say this about Dwayne. He's a great, he's, he's, uh, he, he is a great young man. Um, you know, I, I've gotten a chance to just know him personally through conversations on the sideline, seeing how he comes in and out of the building. Um, and, you know, he's, he's doing, you know, what it takes to, uh, to 
to just be a great citizen of this of this community and i enjoy my conversations with him a ton well you know, said i don't know anything anything okay. about the rock that's a washington no. filibuster for the ages exactly. he's fitting in quite yeah. well last thing for you there's been a lot of talk that a new stadium couldn't have been built if the uh, team had the name that it is now abolished um what's the progress there in a new stadium for your two and a half million fans that love tuning in every sunday yeah i mean i spend a lot of my time and, I, and it's much more broad than the stadium or the venue but it's getting to, it's reintroducing ourselves to the community, right? Um, we, we have to, and I'll even use this word, we have to repair some relationships with leaders across DC, Maryland, and Virginia. And we're using it as an opportunity to reintroduce ourselves. So when I'm coming to these conversations, we're not trying to make a stadium. I'm trying to understand the economic development goals of the district of Maryland, of Virginia, because we're about to make a multi-billion dollar investment in the area. And that is going to drive the economy. It's going to drive the economy for the next several decades. And so we need to understand what they're trying to accomplish. And then we bring our own lens to it. We we don't want this to just be a venue that um, uh, expands the value of this franchise. It'll do that no matter what. But we have a bigger opportunity to think about how much of the capital that goes into this goes into black-owned, brown-owned, women-owned, veteran-owned businesses, so that. The growth that comes from this is equitable. It goes to all census tracts and neighborhoods of all types. You know, we can think about this venue meeting community needs. How can we build community needs into the venue itself? Um, how do we make it a destination that um, uplifts an entire community? So I, we have to reintroduce ourselves and learn from these leaders who are in the trenches working on community issues so that even when we step, we come correct and we understand what will actually make a difference for folks. Because again, just like the name and rebrand, this is a decades-long decision that is really important and can shape a community, and we need to be good stewards of that. Well said. Hope it's not another four months before we have you back on. Thank you so much, Jason. All right, fellas. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate you, man. Great to catch up with him. A lot more than football on his plate for sure. But as he had mentioned with Key, he was a former player himself, understands what it's like on the player side and now on the exec side. In business operations, on the way, it certainly seems like the Pats are likely going to miss the playoffs. We'll talk to the quarterback that was under center the last time they did and the comparisons he sees. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
It's a pleasure to be joined this morning by a fellow Trojan. Of course, we've got Key here this morning and Matt Castle, the former USC quarterback. No, don't Matt. put your hands up like that, man. You don't even <laughs> look right you doing, doing that. You do the dainty wrist? How you do it? Matt's sitting at home doing the fight on. Uh, <laughs> Matt, good morning. Hey, listen, uh, many people know that the last time the New England Patriots missed the playoffs, it certainly seems like 2020 is not going to be a postseason year. The last time they missed the playoffs, you did a marvelous job filling in for Tom Brady, who got hurt in the opener, and the team finished 11-5. and When you kind of look at... The team that you had, I mean, think about it, 11-5 and five this year, you're in the playoffs. You ain't missing the playoffs at 11-5 and five this year, but the world's a little bit different. As you sort of take a look at that span, thinking, not officially, but thinking that that's probably going to be coming to an end, what do you make of that just measure of greatness there, all those straight playoff runs? Right, it was incredible, to be honest. Well, well one, thanks for having me on this morning, fellas. Yeah. Good to be here with you guys. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been an incredible run, obviously. There, there really was the dynasty that the New England Patriots has been, and, uh, you know, it's kind of ended this year, really, at this point, because it's just been an incredible run, and I don't think any sports team or organization can match that moving forward just with everything going on. And the just domination of that division, like you just mentioned, 17 years or something with 10, 10 wins plus, I mean, it's, it's an incredible run, and, and it speaks to Bill Belichick's genius, and it also sp- speaks to those players, particularly Brady and what he was able to accomplish as well. When you look at it, Matt, Cam Newton, obviously, the last several weeks throwing the football hasn't been his best. Um, what has caused Cam to have such major issues in that category? Right, it's not all on Cam. Look, if people are going to sit here and point the f- finger, and it's always the quarterback that's the focal point of this, right, of all the criticism when you're, when you're not throwing for a lot of yards, when your team might not have the success that they have. Look, everybody's used to seeing New England in the air raid and throw it, throw it all around the yard, getting empty sets, you know, trying to push the ball get the, and, and throw the ball 35, 40 times a game. Well, this isn't this offense. This offense is completely changed, and the system is trying to play – to the strengths of their players, which is the run game, the offensive line, and they've had some injuries. Obviously, Julian Edelman's been out for a majority of the year. They've had injuries at the tight end positions, at their young tight end position this year. They've only had 14 catches amongst all the tight ends on the team. 14 catches, no t- TDs, to give you some indication about you know the contribution from that position. And you got young guys like uh, Demir Bird and Jacoby Myers are the two main guys. So they're, they're, they've been mainly in 21 personnel. They're not asking Cam to do a whole bunch, but they're they're kind of handcuffed in terms of their personnel and what they're able to do. And so they, they've relied heavily on the run. And Cam's been able to hide some of those, you know, those warts, inconsistencies, maybe deficiencies that the the offense has by his ability to run and make plays. And that's what, what they've really leaned on, obviously. Matt, do you think with all things being said that Cam will be the starting quarterback for the Patriots next year? I can't say that. No, I can't I can't sit here with a, an honest face and, and say that Cam will be the guy moving forward. I know Bill has a lot of respect for him, has given him the opportunity this year. But, um, you know, moving forward, it just depends on what type of offensive structure they want to use. And, I, and the other part of it, it's hard to evaluate – Cam fairly in the passing game this year, like I said, because of all the myriad of issues I just mentioned. But if they want to bring Cam back, I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with it, but I, I do believe you've got to go get somebody maybe in the draft or another guy to come out and compete and see who wins that battle. So, Matt, let me expand it even further. Will Cam be a starter in the NFL next year? You know what? That, that's another great question. Uh, I mean, the, the hard, hard question about that is you go into this offseason, right? And this offseason, he went almost the entire offseason. It wasn't until late uh, in, in 
damn near near training camp that he was signed by the New England Patriots for a one-year deal. That means there's 31 other teams that either overlooked him or weren't willing to pay for him. And the New England Patriots got him for a cheap price, right? And so going into this offseason, most people are going to watch the film and look at it and evaluate him and say, look, is he, is he a starter still in this league? I mean, he obviously has proven he can do things that, are, that a lot of other quarterbacks can't do in the league with his legs. He's got 11 rushing touchdowns on the year. He's still dominant in that area. But in terms of the pass game, um, he, there's been times where he struggled. So I don't know if he'll be a starting quarterback next year if he's not with New England. Matt Castle, former NFL quarterback, also former USC Trojan quarterback, uh, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. <laughs> Matt, what do you think about the Bucks and what they've been going through, kind of like this lackluster up-and-down offensive performances here recently, especially since they signed A.B.? A lot of people are saying that since signing Antonio Brown, the Bucks have gone one in three. Yeah, I, I don't know if it all has some bad juju for signing Antonio Brown, and I know people have mixed feelings about it, but at the same time, it's just they're not playing good football. They have eight giveaways in their last four games, which speaks a lot to it. Now they've been going up against some good defenses, right? The, the Saints, the Rams, so the competition became stiffer. You know, the margin for error shrinks. You've got to make plays, and uh, look, everybody in, in, sports, in the sports world and the NFL right now is talking about the lack of production and Tom Brady and the deep ball, what's going on. You know, and it's unfortunate, but they just haven't hit a, hit a lot of the plays downfield. It's not a, but it's not. It doesn't tell the whole tale of the tape, right? If you watch it, he's as consistent as it's been from ten to twenty yards. So maybe Bruce Arians and, and Brian Leftwich, they sit there and they say, "Hey, they're just making around nineteen and a half yards. Anything under that, we're we're, we're golden." But they've struggled, and then they've struggled to consistently be balanced. You know, or they need to get Ronald Jones involved, Leonard Fournette and take some of that pressure off the pass game because I know that they've been heavily reliant. Some of it's been because they've been behind in games, but at the same time, they've lost their balance in their offense. And so to get back to the run game and have that ability to play action, because Tom's one of the best in the game at play action, 12 personnel, get big, control the – control the time of possession, control down and distance, and put themselves in a better position to be successful. Having played quarterback in the league, uh, Matt, how difficult is it, though, when you have so many shiny toys, the Gronkowskis, the Browns, the Evanses, the Godwins, the Ronald Joneses, the Fournettes, to try to figure out how to get the football to so many different people? Right. I mean, that's the challenging part, right? It's because, look, there's only one ball and everybody wants it, and those guys are all – those alpha male receivers that, hey, 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 you know, hey, I'm going to go. Hey, 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 I, I, I recognize the Takes one to know one, Matt. You, uh, I'm open, baby. I'm open. <laughs> so, uh, you throw me. I remember, I mean, I was sitting there one time, and I'm, I'm a young quarterback, and I finally got to play, and, and Moss came back and said, hey, Castle, just throw it up the rail. And I said, I thought you had the end cut, you know. You got the end cut. He's like, just throw it up the rail. They're jumping me. And I'm like, what? So, it goes back to, like, just – they want the ball, and it sometimes becomes more complicated because you try to go through your reads, you try to go through your progressions, how, what you're being coached. But at the end of the day, when you get a man-to-man across the board, I bet that's probably the one where you're kind of in that difficult spot as a quarterback because you're, you're saying, I've got great matchups across the board. Now, what's my best matchup? And trying to figure out what the best matchup, the route pattern, and all that is because normally you eliminate certain guys in those circumstances. But with this offense, anybody's fair game when it comes to man-to-man. Mm. Final second, you got a UCLA-USC prediction for this weekend? Man, stop. Uh, are you kidding me? Yeah, exactly, man. Please. Who is UCLA? Please. Who is UCLA? 
There's only oh. one team in L.A. Exactly. It's the Trojans, baby. It's the Trojans. Yeah, Trojans on, and man. the Rams, man. One team in L.A. Oh, oh yeah. It's a pro team, but one team in L.A. <laughs> Great stuff, Matt. Yeah, Good yeah, to yeah. catch up with you this morning. You got it. Bro. All right, Matt. Matt fight one. on, bud. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> fight <laughs> on, bud. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Shell. Get more time to listen to our show by going to Shell and getting three things done at once. First, fill up with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus. Then save up with the Fuel Rewards Program. Finally, snack up to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. Key is teaching you went Jay to the, the Jay went to USC the right school, man. fight you went on. To we want a chip. I'm saying you went to the right school. Yeah. You wouldn't have fit in out west. What do you mean I wouldn't have fit in out west? No, man, we had class. Man, I lived out dudes, west, man. man. No, you wouldn't have fit in at our university. Oh, yeah. Why? You just wouldn't have. I'll tell you during the break. You got in on your own merits. That's Thank why. You. No scandal. Thank no, you. no scandal. Oh! <laughs> Thank you for telling the truth, He tried to throw Zubin. one out there right before. <laughs> Zubin, okay. Go to break, Zubin. Well done. Full house, fuller house in the clink. For <laughs> we didn't pay. We weren't offering enough money. Go to break. Okay. Still to come. <laughs> take your pick, including a NFL matchup this weekend where we don't know who one of the starting quarterbacks is going to be. And we'll run through Trubisky there in a second. Those comments from Key yesterday when we were talking about quarterbacks failing organizations or possibly could it be the other way around. I don't think Drew Brees has ever failed the New Orleans Saints. Neither has Taysom Hill in his short stint. Here we go, guys. Quarterback matchups for the big matchups this week in the National Football League. Hill slash Brees, because we still don't know who the starter is. Brees is eligible to return off of IR. So Hill slash Breeze for the Saints versus, of course, key Jalen Hurts for the Eagles. Well, I, I got to take Taysom Hill slash Breeze for the Saints. They got the better weapons on the offensive side of the ball. They got the better coach in Sean Payton who knows how to design plays, who knows how to dial things up. And Taysom Hill's done a great job. They are 8-0 in the last two years without Drew Brees underneath the center. So why wouldn't I take the New Orleans Saints in that quarterback? I'm taking Breeze off the table because it's not right. He's not going to play. I, I think he's not going to play. Speculative, but I think he's not going to play. And if it's between Taysom Hill and Jalen Hurts, I'm going with Jalen Hurts. How about that? All right, so we will see. Bears hosting the Texans. Texans, Bears, Watson, Trubisky. It, it, you know, I, it's easy for me to say Deshaun Watson, but I also know that Deshaun's going to go up against a tough Chicago Bear defense. Mm-hmm. Chicago Bears defense hasn't played – Super lights out this year, but they still got some players. And I would think that this is a sexy storyline for Chicago because of Mitch Trubisky, because of Deshaun Watson. The story has been lived and talked about for so long. Deshaun Watson was passed over as they went up to get Mitch Trubisky. Deshaun Watson, $200 million later, (laughs) Mitch Trubisky will be finding another team in late December. I know that the Texans are 4-8, but it feels like Deshaun Watson has been having an MVP-like season. Just the way he's been playing. Um, and plus, in that last game that they just have against the Colts, he made an incredible drive all the way down the field before a bad snap where they fumbled and the Titans recovered and closed the game out. Uh, the Colts recovered and re- closed the game out. But I- I'm going to have to go with Deshaun Watson just because I know who he is and I know what kind of firepower he comes with. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Now, this is a huge game collectively because these teams are right behind each other in the NFC playoff standings, and that would be, in this order, Tampa – and Minnesota, the game will be in Tampa. Of course, it's Cousins and Brady, Key. Well, this one is, is interesting, but I'm going to go with Tom Brady in, in terms of the quarterback play. I think he needs to bounce back. They've had a bye week to make the adjustments to get him 
to start to, or better yet, for him to get them to start calling plays that he's comfortable with, it's that time of year. I did it your way. It didn't work out the way I needed it to. Now you got to do it my damn way. Mm. And that is what Brady needs to tell them in Tampa. Well, hopefully Leonard Fernando and Ronald Jones can start running the ball for them so they won't be as one-dimensional and they won't get down early so they're always throwing the ball to get back into games. But I would go with Tom Brady as well. Another one that is very interesting when you consider the AFC playoff picture and positioning and all of that here, and that's between the Colts and the Raiders in Las Vegas, Phillip Rivers and Derek Carr. It, this one's an interesting one. Uh, so many interesting in, in ones. Terms of, in terms of the team, the Indianapolis Colts and the Raiders, the Raiders beat the Colts last year in Indy and kind of had a little bit of a spark to their season. Now, all of a sudden, you got two teams going up against each other. you got two quarterbacks. Phillip Rivers has not turned the ball over nearly at the rate that we thought he would be based <laughs> on the way that he played a year ago or even the start of the season. Carr has been sputtering alone but playing pretty good. And in this situation, going up against Indy's defense, that has kind of slowed down a little bit. I'm going to take Carr. I think Carr gets the best of them. I'm going with Phillip Rivers here in Indy uh, just because of the way that the Raiders have looked over the last three games. I mean, they lose to the Chiefs, lose that bad one to the Falcons, I mean, 43-6. I mean, just huge disappointment. And then I know they beat the Jets, but it was how the Jets let them beat them. That bothers me. So I will take Philip Rivers. Yep, that would be Carter to Ruggs to finish the game right now. Indianapolis in seventh. They've got the final playoff spot in the AFC. The Raiders on the outside looking in. They're in the eighth spot. So let's go prime time. Sunday night followed by Monday night. Sunday night football. Steelers, Bills, Big Ben, and Josh Allen. This is a bit, it's going to be a good, good matchup here, but Josh Allen's been playing pretty good and throwing the football around. You know, the Steelers' defense is missing Bud Dupree uh, out because of an ACL injury. They're missing Devin Bush, Bush, who hadn't played for him all year long. So when you look at it, I think this is a Josh Allen-type signature moment game on a Sunday night. I wouldn't be surprised that Roethlisberger would take some of that veteran leadership and lead his team to victory, but I think Josh Allen – is on to something right now, being able to have an opportunity to finally win the AFC East. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I know a lot of people say that the Raiders are, are the only team that actually has a number of the Kansas City Chiefs just because of the way they played them both times this year. But I think if they keep trending in this direction, the Bills have the best weapons, 
and the most explosiveness to actually dethrone the Chiefs. A couple of quick nuggets here. James Conner should, should be back for Pittsburgh. And obviously, we talked about it with Matt Castle. Someone's got to break the stranglehold. Pats have won the division 11 straight years. Is it going to be Buffalo or Miami? Monday night football. They met in week number one. Baltimore won 38-6. We said it. Same old Browns. Same old Browns. Uh Hang on a second. You believe in the hype key? Lamar Baker, Monday night, ESPN. It's got to finally not be the same old Browns, right? If not, win. Uh, And and so they've got to win this football game. Yes, they passed the quiz against the Tennessee Titans. Here's the big test now. You, You took care of business against the Titans, but the team that shellacked you in week one, the Baltimore Ravens, you get a chance to see on a Monday night game in prime time. And everybody will be watching to see if Baker Mayfield can come out there and outdo Lamar Jackson. And I think Baker can. Things have settled down for him. The game is slowing down with Kevin Stefanski calling the plays. Baker Mayfield, I take. I take Baker Mayfield as well. I just think the way he's been trending, the way he played last game, they can sustain that because they understand who they are with the run game, whereas I think Baltimore is still trying to figure things out. When did we start using the word uh, trending? When did that become part of it? It just happened today. (laughs) Just today. Not you, just in general. (laughs) Advent of social media, when things started trending. Everything is trending. (laughs) Who's the Pat starter at this time next year? Is his name Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.